Hello and welcome to the panelists, the discussion show about pointless questions but pointed answers. This week we have two teams assembled of the finest minds in the world to truly probe the deepest crevasses of their brain in order to come up with answers to questions that normal humans find too terrifying to even contemplate. This week our two teams are Team Tall, Dark and Glasses. I'm tall and glasses. Same. And Team Her Majesty's Pointless Opposition. I'm getting a pension. Well, I can assure you that nobody here is getting a pension, but good news! The global shark population is on a major upswing. The bad news is that this has led to a glut of overqualified applicants looking for scarce jobs menacing local beaches. Luckily, sharks are very intelligent and learn new skills easily, and you are professional shark career counselors. So what do you advise your clients to undergo for their career retraining counseling? What job is best suited to a shark? Childcare. Care or disposal. Depends on how you want to take care of them, I guess. Yeah. We can take care of children all day with sharks. Yeah? Now, given that sharks can never stop moving, we need to find something that's going to work well for them. So I'm going to suggest either NASCAR driver Ooh. or Taylor Swift background dancer. That was Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. But that dancer was shattering boundaries for sharks everywhere, so, you know. Yeah, could dance forever and would be beloved by millions. Hmm. So clearly, backup dancer, better career path than childcare. Hmm. I think you're gonna get in more trouble than you'll actually be helping people if you go down that route. Hmm. Children love sharks. They're very smooth and they've got a lot of handles for them to hold on to when they get piggyback rides. Yeah. Children love sharks once. Once. Children love sharks for their entire lives. All right, let's examine this NASCAR angle. What are the pros? Keeps them busy for a very long time. A mm -hmm. lot of money investment, particularly down in the south. Mm -hmm. Branding opportunities. I think there's more financial gain if we go with the NASCAR route. Cons, they can only turn left. That's gonna get really boring for a shark. I mean, most jobs aren't that fulfilling. Yeah, that's why they call it a job beach. Yeah, it's not, it's not a passion thing here. So I think the big issue we have with a shark NASCAR driver is what's their pit crew? Is it more sharks? Can they operate the machinery necessary to change a tire with their fins? Well, I don't know if we're looking to actually employ sharks all the way across the board. I mean, ah. we, need, we, need, we need equal opportunity for various sea creatures, in which yep. case I would wholeheartedly endorse the large octopus yeah, octop as a pit crew. Man, that guy's your pit man would be incredible. Like, like, get everything done like, in a second. You got, like, you got like four lug nuts on your yeah. tires. It's gonna take, the, it can take the tires off both sides of the car at once. Okay. Hmm. The problem I have here is that NASCAR has maybe 40, 50 cars going around in a loop endlessly while they try not to run into the wall, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. You're going to employ 40, maybe 50 sharks. If you, if you cut out all the humans who are driving, mm -hmm. you have nothing but sharks. 40 or 50 sharks. But the population's exploding. So we need to do more with those sharks than just give them NASCAR. I don't think this is going to be a feasible solution. Beach. Here's a question for you that I have. Have you ever driven NASCAR? I have not. How well do you think you could drive NASCAR? Not that well. Right, and, and what happens when you don't drive that well in NASCAR? I get fired. Well, or yeah, I run into the wall. Yeah, there's a lot of fire one way or another. Yes. Point is, there's going to be a lot of new job openings for new sharks to get into this. Big turnover. It's a self-fulfilling wheel. I don't know how well sharks will be able to handle the strategy of NASCAR. I mean, I've watched a little bit of it, and everyone jokes how you can replace a NASCAR driver with a belt tied to a steering wheel and a cinder block. But 
Don't you, they actually have to do something? No, 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 no. You make them smell blood, they can track it for kilometers. You've come up with a solution that is just a continuous shark murder machine utilizing Chevy Monte Carlos. I'm pretty sure that's what they still use in NASCAR Yeah, but at, at least point. we haven't created a shark murder machine that you feed children into. Mm -hmm. Look, sharks love children. These children are going to be well cared for. They're going to develop relationships that will last them the rest of their lives. And, hey, maybe we can make plush animals, too. So here we have, we come down to the crux of the issue. Do we find the shark a job that's fulfilling or financially rewarding? The fact that you think those are separate, I think, is a blanket indictment you, of our entire society. You can't live off happiness, Cam. You can't live off these several small children a week you'll eat in childcare. I think you're misreading me here. I don't think that we're feeding children to sharks. I think sharks would actually make excellent childcare providers, given the chance. I wonder if there's a sponsorship opportunity here for the childcare angle anyway. Obviously sharks are good at childcare, their population's exploding. Do you think anything with an exploding population is going to be a bad parent? I mean, statistically, probably. <laughs> yeah, just because you can breed doesn't mean you're good at raising things. So Ian's, Ian's trying to go down a track where we see if we can't combine these two jobs. And a racetrack. Yeah, racetrack, where we can combine these two jobs. And I think it's possible because every NASCAR has a safety cage involved. And if we make the shark drive and put the children in the cage, then the shark is looking after the kids for as long as they may live. And the kids are safe from a shark because it seems to be your worry is that the shark's gonna eat the kids. Bede, you're so close. What if we get rid of the car entirely? and we just let the kids drive the sharks from inside the shark. You're not describing NASCAR, you're describing the chariot race from Ben-Hur. We watched very different Ben-Hur's as children. I think another point in favor of shark childcare is that with the amount of microplastic sequestration that large sea life is doing, these sharks are going to be full of toys. Do you possibly know the joy a child will feel when it gets knee deep in a micro ball pit? If it's as full of urea as a normal ball pit, then it'll be exactly as much fun as the kid's gonna have inside of a shark. I would like to point out that I think both teams of experts are now advocating just to store children inside sharks at this point. I'm not. I was really more thinking about, you know, that parasitic fish that eats the other fish's tongue and then takes up residence in its mouth. Which one is the shark in this relationship? The large fish that gets its tongue eaten. Which makes the kids the small fish. Yeah. So really it's the kids that are benefiting from it and the shark's not getting anything out of it at all. This isn't helping sharks at all. We're trying to employ sharks, not give them parasites. Oh, Serge, if, if you want to help sharks, you wouldn't make them work for a living. Could we get a universal basic shark income? Please just stop advocating trying to put kids inside of sharks. All my babysitter did was watch soap operas and make out with her boyfriend. I think a shark can do that just fine. How hot's the boyfriend? You know, an eight. And does he like teeth? No. So what we have all decided on here is that Her Majesty's pointless opposition would like better training for babysitters in general and to abolish capitalism. And that uh, Tall, Dark, and Glasses wants to do some sort of NASCAR shark grist mill. Ah, shark NASCAR NATO, TM. So I will give two points to Her Majesty's pointless opposition because they did raise some good points, two of them. So that's one point per point. And I'm gonna give three points to Tall, Dark, and Glasses because Serge was the only one advocating not to put children inside sharks. And I think that that kind of moral stance needs to be rewarded. That's how we reel them in. Ooh. Wait, what? Thank you, Ian. But panelists, I have some good news. Ooh. The afterlife is real and you're in hell. Oh boy. Better news, 
that whole eternal suffering and damnation thing is actually sort of been overplayed by the media. In fact, Satan is a very easygoing guy and he will let you choose the style of your torment. So do you choose to spend all eternity in a mediocre Dean Koontz themed progressive rock band or with a middlingly upset stomach? Tell me about this band. What instrument do I have to play? Do I get to choose? Oh, any instrument of your choosing. The melodica, the tambourine, the flute. You have literally eons to work on some truly unlistenable music. Cons, mm -hmm. we're in hell. Mm -hmm. But pros, in a band, at least we have some type of creative or artistic outlet. We can express our, our eternal suffering through song. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, back in high school, some people thought that my bass solos did last a little bit too long. But okay. if I have literally eternity, no one's going to stop me. Other than your other bandmates, I'm assuming that there, there aren't multiple prog rock bands that are, that are competing. You guys are all members of the same band. There could be thousands of you. No, no, no. We're, we're a band. That implies cohesion. It implies cohesion, but have you ever listened to prog rock? How are you going to feel after your 45th minute of b bass solo is cut off by a screeching mandolin? I'm probably going to nut, because that sounds amazing. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Like, we just, just like, yeah, just get into that groove. How long we got? 45 minutes? Just keep going. Just keep going. I'm, I'm just getting there. There is no groove. Ever. It's hell. Fair point. So as far as the stomach goes, mm -hmm. uh, it... A middling, upset stomach doesn't seem quite as bad as an actual upset stomach. Yeah, I think that's just a strict upgrade. Because of the incredible stress imposed on me by my student loans, I haven't been able to eat anything with a pH south of a bar of soap for the last three years. At least with the prog rock, we can reach a musical climax. There is no such thing as a climax for a slightly upset stomach. Well, there, there, there is, but you don't want to talk about it. Mm. You, but, yeah. you, but you don't get it. It's denied. But there is no upset. There is no musical climax. There's no coda. There's nothing. And when you're playing bass, you just get to play B for four thousand years. I played bass for ten years, and I never once played a B intentionally. Yeah. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like, you know, I've been queasy before. And while it's not really the most pleasant process, what it does do is it is it marries you to your bed. And also the toilet that's like a brief step away. And if the idea is that I'm going to constantly, constantly just be subjected to this, it's like that means I just have to kind of like lay about and kind of get up and shuffle around, eat saltines, and maybe like drink some water, get some Gatorade in me, that kind of thing. That's that's kind of like my favorite way to take time off from work, actually. No, sorry, Beach. Hell means you have an upset stomach at your job. Also, being in a band means that we get to go on tour. Which means, hell, I mean, hell's fine. Get up to purgatory, okay, that's okay. Once we get up to heaven, that's all right. But the Valhalla stop. Oh boy, the food. The groupies. We get to tour forever. The Valhalla concert was canceled due to poor ticket sales. You've been rescheduled for Tartarus. Would you rather be in internal discomfort or have an artistic outlet? I think the decision is clear. And clearly, we are on the correct side of this argument. There is no creative outlet. Billy Corgan is your band leader, telling you everything that you do is wrong. And the only person who shows up for your show, your one fan who follows you around, all he does is scream Freebird at you. Also, I like the taste of Pepto-Bismol. Beach, this is hell. 
there's no Tums, there's no Pepto-Bismol. The closest thing you're going to get to an antacid is being able to like pour the bottom of one of those vacuums that vacuums out the uh, chalkboard erasers into your face. You're playing in a band that's based off a Diet Coke version of Stephen King. That's profoundly uninteresting. I'm, s I'm sorry, I, I can't hear you over the top of my world-ending Marshall stack. All it does is feedback. At least my orally induced stomachache ends when the solo ends. No, it doesn't. So in conclusion, you are all truly in hell, and I think Satan should actually reassign you from the torment division and into some sort of apprenticeship demon program because all of you came up with some truly delightful ideas on how to improve in my, on my punishments. Interestingly, I was concerned when constructing this question that no sane person would ever choose Dean Koontz themed progressive rock band. Uh, so I'm gonna give this round to you guys because I'm honestly in awe of your ballsiness there. That sounds miserable. Well, come on, Kathleen. It is hell. And hell is other people. In retrospect, uh, minus one point for that joke, but two points to Her Majesty's pointless opposition for your tireless championing of an upset stomach, and uh, two points to you guys for being really prepared to throw down a 45-minute drum solo. So I believe that our winners for this week are Team Tall, Dark, and Glasses. Joke's on her. The Pope actually repealed hell earlier this month. Ah, safe. If you have a question for the panelists, keep it to yourself because Paul told me I could not use the email address help at loadingreadyrun.com because it would be misleading. So perhaps throw it in YouTube comments or some other place where things don't get read. But until next time, please join us for more The Panelists. Mm -hmm.